Podcast Answer Man, episode number 146. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And today we are going to be talking about, yet again, another full slate of topics. Starting off with commitments to your community. How do you set up a compressor limiter gate? Google Buzz. Media hosting for your MP3 files. Podcasting stats. Edderall firmware updates. Updates on all kinds of other stuff. Lots and lots of things to talk about every week, my friends. And I am glad to come here and talk about my greatest passion in the world, which is, of course podcasting. I do. I love podcasting. And I, you obviously do too, if you're willing to put up with me talking about it all the time, week after week. Anyway, I'm going to start things off by yet again, sharing with you guys things that I want you to avoid, mistakes that I've made, things for you to avoid. And I'm glad to make these mistakes first, I guess, maybe sometimes. Not necessarily though. Not necessarily. Now, Father Jim is in our chat room. He says, what is a compressor limiter gate? And Father Jim and anybody else who is listening to episode number 146 and you have not yet heard episode 145, I encourage you to go back to episode 145 because I demonstrated very uh, well, I believe, what a compressor limiter gate does. In fact, wow, I released that episode and sure did get a lot of questions about some pricing on the gate that I use. So, uh, definitely go back to 145. You'll get a really good feel on that. But anyway, uh, back to this mistake that I made. You know, every now and then you just do something that's boneheaded, right? You just you, you think that you're going to do something uh, that's going to be benefiting your community. And then all of a sudden you realize that, man, you really should have thought that one through, Cliff. Uh, that's exactly what happened to me this week. Now, let me just set the stage here for you and tell you that the Weekly Loss Podcast is one of our larger podcasts that we have as far as the audience is concerned. Um, tens of thousands of subscribers. And we we basically put out a message. And, and I'll just, actually, let me forget about saying we because this is mostly I. This is It's all about me and the mistake that I made. But I had made an announcement to our community during the podcast that, hey, we're here's our new schedule for our live shows. And the new schedule is on Saturdays on, on the weekend, we're going to do our weekend review show. And that's going to happen at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. And our initial reaction podcast is going to start at 10.30 p.m., which is about 30 minutes after the end of the episode. Uh, so we do two episodes a week devoted to the TV show Lost over at lostpodcast.com. Well, it the reason why we chose 10.30, which is 30 minutes after the episode aired to start our live show, was for the purpose of the fact, or was due to the fact that Stephanie and I, in previous seasons, we chose to basically um, not start the show live. We have a DVR, a digital video recorder, that allows us to record live television or television to our to a hard drive. And we can watch it without convert commercials by for- fast-forwarding through the commercials. And so that's something that has typically been what we do. We don't watch a lot of live TV because it's just painful to sit down uh, and be interrupted with all these commercials all the time. I know that we're spoiled and... And stuff like that, but it just it's the it's the 
It's the technology we have today, and it makes watching an hour-long television more efficient when you can watch it in 40 minutes or so. Well, because we we just have gotten used to not watching these commercials, what we've decided to do is simply go in and start watching the episode about 15 minutes after it starts, sometimes as much as 25 minutes after it starts. Well, because of that, you know, we would sometimes get finished with the episode, finished watching the episode at times after the episode has officially ended. And so we want, I figured, you know, it would be a good idea for us to just give ourselves a buffer of 30 minutes after the episode ends to get us down into the studio so that we could begin our live initial reaction. Now, the importance of the live initial reaction for our community is this interaction, not just with Stephanie and I, but with the community with each other. It's kind of like the live interaction that's happening here at, at the chat room now at gspn.tv slash live. I see Daniel Johnson Jr.'s made it. Um, I see that Daniel Lewis is here. Father Jim is here. Karen from Massachusetts is here. Uh, just a bunch of f- folks here uh, that are, you know, just chatting with one another. And and there's a, there's a lot of value to that kind of relationship, especially when there's a shared passion. Like, for example, Andy's here as well. Uh, and and the, the passion here during the chat here is these are all people who are obviously interested in the topic of podcasting. So not only can they say things in the chat room that will get my attention, but really there, there's other people who share the same passion for podcasting. They can have side conversations. And this is even more pronounced in the area of Lost. I mean, there are theories. There's all kinds of great things. Well, what happened was uh, Stephanie and I, I had this great idea that, you know what, we have this chat room. Why don't we tell the entire world, you know, that, hey, come and chat with us during the show while... Uh, while the you know show's going on, let's chat as it's happening live. Of course, this is only going to be feasible for those who are on the East Coast and who can watch it live. But it, you know, it keeps everything off of Twitter. We don't have to spoil the entire community out there. But people who want to talk about Lost as it's being aired on the East Coast, come and join us. And I'm thinking my purpose for deciding to do this would be, well, this would even further allow people to connect with one another. So without without much thought, I simply sent out a Twitter message on, well, actually a status update on Facebook, Twitter, and also um, uh, LinkedIn and said, hey, we're going to start the chat room tonight. Uh, We're going to go ahead and do this and, and come and join us. We had about I guess 25, 35 people chatting throughout the show and it was a lot of fun. And the only thing is, is of course, you know, Stephanie sitting there on the couch. She doesn't like to do, she doesn't like to be distracted while the show is on. So she's sitting on the couch without a computer and watching the commercials is just killing her. You can just tell it's like, oh, this is such a, this is taking, you know, it's killing the mood. If you will. And if you're, if you're a Lost fan, you understand what that means. But anyway, um, she's sitting there. I, I'm chatting with people in between the commercials, and it's kind of fun. Ha- I'm having some great interaction. I'm sitting here thinking, man, this is really good. I, I, this is good for the community. I like this. I think this was a wise decision for me to do this. Then at the end of the episode, of course, we're finished watching the episode just as it goes off. This means that, wow, this was exciting. We, Stephanie and I have both watched it. 
we have we now are ready to give our initial thoughts you know while everything is fresh and hot in our mind you know it's it's kind of like eating you know rolls at O'Charlie's you know you don't want to eat those things after they've been sitting for about 35 minutes you want to eat those things while they're hot and fresh and stuff like that of course you want to avoid those if you're trying to lose weight and eat more healthy but you get the idea all right so so what I did without thinking very much I'm thinking you know what I want to make sure that this podcast is as fresh as possible, or at least the content is hot and fresh, and it gets our our initial juices from the watching the episode. We want to make sure that that we don't let all the juices leak out. So, what I decided to do is I sent out another tw- uh, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn status update saying, "Hey, we're going to go ahead and start the uh, podcast in five minutes." So I just sent that out and, you know, about 10, probably about five or 10 minutes after 10 o'clock or about 20 to 25 minutes early, we launch into the initial reaction. And so basically I hit record and, and we had probably about 45, 48 people throughout the, in, in the chat room. And, and, and the conversation is going great. I'm thinking, man, I, I, this is, this is good. I, life is good right now. The community is great. This is awesome stuff. And, you know, I kind of noticed that there was a little bump in traffic as far as the number of people in the chat room. About 1025, you know, 1020, you know, 1020, 1025. And then all of a sudden, you know, right around 1035, Stephanie and I pretty much are ready to wrap up. You know, it's, it's an initial reaction. And some people in the chat room said, wow, that's a short, that was short, you know, and, and without thinking, I'm like, well, you know, we've been going for about 35 minutes. This is the initial reaction. The weekend shows our longer show. And, and I really, it didn't, it didn't even dawn on me the fact that there were people who had, who don't typically follow Twitter and Facebook and all this other stuff, but there was this huge audience of people out there that listened to the weekend show from before, uh, from the week before and had heard, you know, the initial reaction and had heard us talking about our schedule. And so these people that don't typically follow me in the social networking space to get the status updates, these people had made plans, had made plans to even stay up late in some instances and showed up for a live interactive podcast where they can communicate with us and other people in the community at 10.30. So those people started showing up about 10.25, 10.30, 10.35, expecting to hang out and interact with a community all at the time when I was wrapping things up and pretty much, you know, within 10 minutes of them being there, many people for the first time ever coming to a live show after hearing so much about it. And then all of a sudden, boom, Cliff, Cliff and Stephanie are done. They're tired. They're going, you know, they're, they've uploaded the podcast. They're going to bed. I felt awful the next day when I realized what I had done. It was, it, it's, it's, it's like all of a sudden I'm, I'm sitting here thinking I'm doing all of this for the community and stuff like this. And, and I got some feedback from some friends and they said, you know, hey, this is, you just, I, I'm concerned about this. And, and rightfully so they, some people were kind of hurt by the fact that, you know, that I, in in fact, I just said, you know, Hey, we started early, you know, it's not a big deal, you know? And, and at the time when I said that, I said, it's like, Hey, we just started early, you know? And, and I mean, it, everything in my mind was all copacetic. It was all good. 
But man, I you know, one of the things that's important for me to understand is that and, and this is where podcasters, this is this is the moral of the story. Not everybody that listens to us follows us on Twitter. Not everybody that listens to us follows us on Facebook. Not everybody that listens to us is going to be on our mailing list. When we communicate a commitment, when we make a commitment to our community, we may, when we communicate that, we need to stand by our commitments. And that's something that I learned this week. And it's not something that I just learned this week, but I, I, it's something that I learned that I failed to deliver on this week. And, and so I need to reset some expectations. I put out an apology. Um, I, I put it on our community blog. If you go to gspn.tv slash blog, you can read what I had written there. But, you know, I made a formal apology. I, I was wrong. It, you know, a matter of fact, I was sitting there. I, I got this feedback. I was discussing it with my wife. The kids were in the kitchen while we were talking. And one of my three children uh, says, well, Dad, who cares? It's your podcast. You can do what you want. You know, and, and I said, you know what? You're you're right if it was just a podcast, but it's not just my podcast. It, this This isn't just putting out content. But what my wife and I, what we do is we lead a community. And that and, and for podcasters, if you haven't caught on to that, if if you haven't realized that fifty people that show up as a number when you're checking your stats, if you haven't realized those are fifty indip- individual people who have devoted time and, and resources of the, I mean limited resources of their time and energy to you and what you have to say Oh my gosh, it's huge. And and so I, I shared with my children. I said, you know what? It's not just my podcast. It I made a commitment to a large group of people and I failed to deliver. And so my friends, that's what I wanted to share with you today. You know, be willing to make commitments to your community, but when you make your commitments, then then stand by them. And and I I think during the during the show the other night during the international reaction, I was posting it, and, and all of a sudden, some people were in the chat room saying, "You know, hey, I thought it was supposed to start at ten thirty. I said, "Oh yeah, we we started early this week, and we didn't want to." You know, I just kind of just shared the reasons what I just shared with you, and I said, "You know, I, it's it's hard to say whether or not we'll start at ten fifteen, ten thirty. You know, it's like, wow, how horrible that must have sounded, how horrible that must have sounded, and it was wrong. It was wrong, and 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 so." I'm not saying you have to make a commitment, but when you make a commitment, deliver on it. Deliver on it. And and if you're not going to make it, communicate it and try to find ways to communicate it in 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 advance. And and Daniel Johnson Juicer says this is the podcast confessional. And it is. You know, Podcast Answer Man is not just about me having all the answers. It's about me just sharing sometimes about what I'm doing and and the things I'm learning. And so you know, if you're going to do these live shows and you're going to you're going to invite your community to interact not just with you but with each other, by golly, be there and make it happen. You know, and 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 when it doesn't, then don't be afraid to publicly say I messed up, I messed up, and and I did. And so, I just want I just wanted to share that. All right, moving along, I have a question here from Andy. Speaking about compressors, limiters, gates, this is what Andy called in to ask. Hey, Cliff, this is Andy, or X-Punk X. I'm calling from northern Indiana for Podcast Answer Man. Had a question real quick. I'm really thinking about getting a compressor for my show. Uh, I noticed that I really kind of need one. So my question was, is how do you, once I get one, how, do you, how is the best way to go ahead and set the, the settings on that? Uh, if there's a, a quick kind of rundown on that, I'd love to hear that. Uh, thank you for all that you do in the Podcast Answer Man, and uh, can't wait to hear another show. Thanks. Bye. What would you say 
if you were listening to the podcast answer man and the and you asked the what would seem to be a relatively simple question to ask somebody who's devoted their life to podcasting and he's got the answer man show and he says as the answer i don't know what would you say well you know here's the di- here's the deal I received my compressor limiter gate that I talked about in episode number 145 last week. Again, if you didn't get, hear it and you didn't hear the demonstration of just how important it is to me and what it does for me, go back to episode 145 and and listen to that. I received my compressor limiter gate as a gift from a friend. And to be honest with you, I had no clue how to hook this thing up. You know, ratios, attack times, thresholds. I mean, it was all Greek to me. And I had this friend of mine, a different friend of mine who's who's a sound engineer. And he says, Cliff, I can help you set that up. And of course, you know, my schedule, I just never really connected, you know, the two things, his schedule, my schedule together. And, and it really wasn't a high priority. I didn't even know what this thing, what all this equipment did at the time and why it would even be important to me. Um, and you know, I was, this is way back when I was doing this as a hobby. Well, eventually it got to the point where I started to realize that I needed something. I needed something to cut out some static in, in my broadcast host. And I noticed that I wanted something that would make my live Ustream sound a little bit more like what my post-production sounds like on my files. So I needed a little, what I learned is compression, uh, a little bit of boost and oomph. And, and I, and I noticed that sometimes when Stephanie would get really loud or if I would get really loud like this, I needed something that would keep that right there from peaking from, from the, from just going way over the top and peaking my audio. And that's a limiter. And so I learned about gates and I learned about compression and I learned about limiters and I learned that, I've got one of these and it's like, why don't I hook it up and see if I can figure out how to use it? Well, here's the deal. Um, here's what I did. First of all, I can't tell you how to set it up uh, because every single one is different. I mean, they really are, but this is what I did quite literally. I, I went ahead and got the manual out and I literally read what each knob was. I, when I read it, it made sense and then what I did is it's like, okay, so this is what that does. Okay. And then what I did is I played with the knobs. I'm sitting there with my headphones on and I'm sitting there tweaking the knobs. It's like, oh, wait a second. If I turn this up, you know, like here's, let me see if I can get line one on my gate. If I turn my gate up too loud or too much, I start cutting my, I start cutting out here. You can just barely hear me if I get loud enough. So what I've learned that if I turn my gate up too much, you know, or in, where my gate engages or, you know, kicks in. So it keeps all the, it keeps all the bad stuff out and keeps all the good stuff in. And, and so I learned what the gate function was. And then I started to find out what knob controls that. And I started playing. And then I went into the compressor and, and, and I, I mean, it literally took me, it took me about, it took me about two and a half hours to get all the functions set up on my mic the way that I want it, set up on Stephanie's mic the way that I wanted it, set up on the broadcast host the way that I wanted it, and then I also have it set up on Skype the way that I want it. Sometimes, you know, I'll get a Skype call, and the person on Skype will have a lot of static in their background, and I'm able to uh, set that up to where um, I've got a screaming child upstairs trying to see if she's hurt or if is she all right all right so anyway um 
so I just trying to figure out, you know, how can I get all this stuff to, to, to work um, to where I don't have all the static? How do I get that good sound out and how do I keep it from peaking? And once I read the manual and learned what knobs actually control all that stuff, then you know what you're listening for. Be- before I got the manual out, I didn't even know what to listen for um, to see what I was changing. I just it's like peak limiter threshold gates and all this other stuff. Um and so, so once I did that, then I, I figured it out and I know how to set it up for myself now. If I needed to do it again, I'd be able to do it. It's not a problem. Now, here's the deal. Walking somebody else through this by the phone would be a nightmare, except for the fact that this is what I've done time and time again. I have clients who will simply just buy the same one that I have. And once they get it, I tell them what buttons to, to press to where the light's on and which ones to press to where it's off. Uh, and then I just tell them where my knobs are and I say, here's where you start. And then if you need to make adjust, adjustments, this is what you do. And I don't say that just so that you buy the equipment that I have because, to be honest with you, the equipment that I have, it came as a gift. It's very inexpensive gear and there are probably much more higher quality products out there, which I have also sell, by the way, but still there are probably better products than just the Behringer gate, but my compressor limiter gate does the job and it does it well. Daniel asked in the chat room, can you tell us where you put the gate in the chain? Uh, well, uh, that is going to be different on individual people's setups, but where I do it is I bring my mic, like my Hiles plugged into my mixer board, and then I use what's called an insert output cable. And so I plug that into the back of my mixer. Now, not all mixers have this, but it, what it does is it pull, it, it kind of breaks the connection of my mic going out to the main mix. And it says it's it kind of like sucks the audio out of the mixer and then brings it into the compressor limiter gate. And then there's a cable that goes uh, out of the compressor limiter gate that comes right into the same cable. I know it sounds crazy. It, it, it's confusing, but it all comes into the same cable and it kind of patches it right back through. So it basically pulls the audio from my Heil out and then brings it back in processed. So that's where I do it. Uh, one of the things I did learn, and this is this is why it took me forever to finally set it up. One of the things I did learn is that you don't plug the XLR, XLR cable straight from your Heil PR40 and go straight into the compressor because that, that there's a difference between line level and mic level. And I couldn't figure out why in the world this cheap Behringer piece of crap compressor limiter gate had all this static in it when I hooked it up. And I learned it's because you need to use insert cables instead of doing it through a whole chain of things. So anyway, I don't know if that completely answers your question, Andy, but number one, get the manual, get it out, read it. Um, if you want, you could get the same exact one that I have. I'd be happy to send along a f- photograph of my settings. And, and I've got a lot of clients who have been extremely satisfied with it. But it is really nice, number one, that when I stop talking... Even though the air conditioner might be blowing down on my head, you don't hear it because the gate cuts it out. I love the fact that when I'm talking right now, that people on Ustream, they're getting a little bit more of the bassy oomph voice. It's that FM broadcast sound. And that's the compressor. And I love it that when I scream really loud like that, DG's ears are burst. But it did not. I mean, I'm looking at my Edderall that did not peak. I screamed really loud and and the limiter kept it from going too loud. So compressor limiter gate, love it. 
Love it. Love it. All right. Wow. Moving right along. Uh, we've got next. Uh, oh, I just want to say this. Google Buzz. Wow. If you haven't heard about Google Buzz, you need to check it out. Buzz, B-U-Z-Z, dot Google dot com. I am not going to go into a lot of detail here. I have an entire podcast about social media tools, and you should check out socialmediaserenity.com. That's socialmediaserenity.com. Look for episode number 28. It will be online this evening. By the time you're listening to this in podcast form, it should be online, episode 28, titled Google Buzz. All right, moving along to Kirk Anderson, and this is what Kirk hey, Cliff, had to say. This is Kirk Anderson with Interactive123.com, and I'm calling for the podcast Answer Man. I have two quick questions for you, and the first one is, how do you check your podcast statistics? Do you do it through FeedBurner, iTunes, or uh, Libsyn? Is there a combination, and what's the best one that you use? Uh, the second question is, is there any way to change the info that you submitted to iTunes for your feed? And the reason I ask is when I did my first podcast, I created a, uh, a feed burner feed, and it wasn't the most attractive because I didn't exactly know what I was doing. Once I got it to iTunes and realized that everybody could see what it said, um, I decided that I would rather have it someplace uh, say something else. And uh, apart from closing that account on iTunes and losing the subscribers that I uh, have already, I wanted to know if there's a way to submit something to iTunes and maybe get that refreshed or changed. Thanks for uh, your help, and I uh, appreciate your show. It's been great to uh, learn a lot, and I uh, look forward to hearing from you. Thanks a lot. Kirk, thank you for calling in, my friend. I'll answer both of your questions. First of all, stats. Um, there are, th- first of all, feed burner stats are atrocious. All right. Do not, do not trust your stats from FeedBurner. Number one, they can only show you stats from your, well, you guessed it, RSS feed. Well, guess what? Uh, depending on your audience, maybe only 40% of the people subscribe to your podcast or that listen to your podcast are subscribed to your RSS feed. Um, now, my audience uh, over time, I lead a lot of people to the RSS feed. So right now, I think 60% of my audience uh, on most of my shows, 70% of my audience on some of the shows, 85% of the audience on podcastanswerman.com are subscribed to the RSS feed. The rest of those downloads do not get counted by uh, FeedBurner. So if you go to if you go to podcastanswerman.com, you click the little flash player, guess what? No FeedBurner stats going to pull that number. But if you have stats somewhere else and they're pulling the stats from your your from when the file is called, then you get some good accurate stats. Especially, but then again, you've got to worry about programs that are pulling from your file, checking your RSS feed, and all this other stuff. And is it the same computer just calling it a couple different times? There's some algorithms that can be put into place, and there are some companies out there that do a good job with these. Um, for number one, I use Libsyn. L i b s y n dot com. Lib sin.com liberated syndication l-i-b-s-y-n.com uh, i really love them their stats are amazing 
amazing. Blueberry, I understand, has really good stats. I've never used them. I'm go- I'm great friends with the folks over at Blueberry. I love Todd Cochran and, and Angelo Mandato. They're great folks over there uh, and fully trust their, their service and, services and products. Uh, but I understand that they have great stats as well. Another service that you can use, I've never done this, but there's a service called PodTrack, I believe, P-O-D-T-R-A-C at PodTrack.com. And I believe that you can set up an account with them. And what they do is they kind of give you like a redirect of your file. So what you do is you put in the, I, I, I've never done this, but from my understanding is that let's say, just say you, ho- you upload your MP3 file to your own media hosting service on whatever platform. Then you take the link to that, take it over to PodTrack maybe, and then you go to PodTrack and they give you a, a PodTrack URL to that mp3 file and then what it does is you you put that in your wordpress blog or whatever site you're using and you click the play button and then it calls the pod track the pod track file which redirects it to the original file which captures the statistic i'm not sure if that's how it works i'm assuming it is and hope hopefully it's not just done in rss so um if anybody out there knows and uses PodTrack, can you can just if you can just confirm that, give us a call 859-795-4067. But anyway, Libsyn, Blueberry, and possibly PodTrack. I'm going to suggest Libsyn and I'm going to explain to you why after Bob Jordan asks me in this next call. Hey Cliff, this is Bob Jordan from pfdebate.com uh calling for uh, with a question and comment for the podcast answer man. Uh first off, I noticed that uh, there is an update to the 2.0 software firmware, actually, for the Ederol R09HR, and I know you've sold a lot of these, and, and I suspect a lot of people haven't actually done the firmware update. I thought it was real easy to do. Uh, now, I am a computer support guy for a living, but I thought compared with a lot of things, it wasn't too bad. And then my question for you is that I know you strongly recommend that we use uh, something other than our web hosting account for hosting our uh, podcast files. But I'm curious why we should use Libsyn or Blueberry or one of the podcast-specific solutions as opposed to getting an account with uh, just a regular content delivery network provider. Thanks a lot, Cliff. All right, Bob, thank you so much. And I just realized that I forgot to answer Andy's other question about changing your RSS feed. Uh, my friend DG Hollams is in the house now. Uh, it, he's in the gspn.tv world headquarters studios here in lovely Hebron, Kentucky. Hey, DG, what's up, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. I didn't mean to crash the party in here. No, but... you crash the party anytime you want. Okay. It, it, I, I'm running a little bit late. Is that okay? Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, That's course. cool. DG does the About the Church podcast with me mm-hmm. over at atcpodcast.com. So I, I went ahead and fired his mic. He's live. And and, and I, so I had the exact same question that the, that the previous guy, that he didn't get to answer the second half of the question was. I, so like I've started Praxis Podcast and the Guys Podcast, um, you know, with with not knowing you <laughs> yeah well i knew you but i didn't know you well enough to be able to really take advantage of the podcast answer man so so i have all these rss feeds that are not feed bird feeds yep. i want to make that switch how do i make that switch without losing listeners right that's a great question well first of all um i will tell you there is a way to do it and would you believe in the i've actually i've been doing this full time for more than two years now been doing this you know, helping other people with their podcasting for almost four years. Would you believe I've never had anybody yet hire me to 
help them fix that problem. They usually people have come to me in the beginning, or they've already had feed burner feeds. But there is a way to do it. Can I can I help power you? What can I hire you? Sure. And now and then you would not be able to say that statement. <laughs> yeah. But here but here's the deal. There is a way to do it, and it, and it's in the iTunes specs. Um, you have to add. You have to be able to have the ability to manually change your RSS feed, your existing one. Now, because you, you have to put an iTunes redirect tag in there. Now, I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly what the tag is, but it's easy to find. It, it's in the iTunes specs for podcasting. Uh, but you have to actually be. You have to have the ability to manually change and add a, a tag to your RSS feed. And I believe that you know, even if you you should be able to even make one up. Like, for example, whatever you told iTunes your feed is, if it's on your own hosting account, you might be able to, like, create a dummy file for that and and put that tag in there and have it redirect. But I think they tell you that it has to be available for a certain period of time for it to really be effective. But then again, uh, from my friends over at Blueberry, they're telling me that it really should be active, you know, indefinitely, permanently, which, right. by the way, why not just leave your feed the same? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because what happens is, what if somebody, because what happens is, you're, when somebody subscribes to your podcast, they're subscribed to the RSS feed. Right. All right. They're not getting stuff out of the iTunes store. They're getting it from the feed uh, that they originally, subs- that you originally subs- submitted. So if they don't check their feed for a couple months, well, what happens is that it'll never update if that redirect doesn't always stay there. So for you to keep all of your subscribers, you have to have this redirect really in place for a long period of time. But what's going on is when you actually put this redirect tag um, in your feed, it tells iTunes, it's like, oh, here's the information. Oh, by the way, this feed is no longer here. Change your subscription in iTunes to this new feed. Oh, okay. So okay. that's what this does. And so you actually have to, and, and I'm not, I'm not familiar. Again, I, I've never had to do it for anybody yet, but I've never actually had to go in. I, I'm sure that you'd have to have the ability to some way manipulate whatever feed that you're currently using. The problem is the problem is the people who have really wanted to hire me to do this. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to do this for, and it's the people who are using pod beans and all these other services where, you know, you have your RSS feed over there and those people, they know how to do it. Right. They can do it, but they don't do it because their whole business model is they want to have mm. control of your feed. They, that keeps you there with their service. They've got you by the feed. <laughs> They got you just grabbing a hold of your feed. They're grabbing a hold of the Let feed. Let go of my feed, man. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and for those of you who are watching the video, you know exactly what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and so that would be very extremely frustrating. Oh yeah, because it if is. you can't do that, you got you're going to have to literally somehow tell every one of your listeners. This is no longer yeah. available. It's changing. Yeah. I had to create a brand new iTunes account, you know, and just do all kinds of stuff yeah. all over again, a whole new store. This is why I think it's so important to have compelling content, have an amazing amount of connection and 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 just relationship with your community so that all of a sudden they re- that when mm-hmm. you don't show up for 3 or 4 weeks in your in iTunes, yeah. they recognize it. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, I I, man, I don't want this. I, I don't want it to sound arrogant or brag, but but I'll tell you what. I'm at the point now where to, on Sunday nights we do the Desperate Housewives fan podcast. Right. 
I will tell you, if I don't get around to putting that out by Monday afternoon, <laughs> Monday evening, I usually get 30, 40, 50 emails. You get in trouble. And it's like, where's the fight? It's like, oh my gosh, I haven't had a chance to put it out yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I mean, so you right. b- make your content so compelling and so amazing that when it's not there, that people recognize it. Right. And, and, it, and the other benefit of that is to be able to say, not only are they going to say, where is it? But they're also going to be able to spread the word after that change. If you have to weather that storm, they'll actually be the the viral aspect of being able to get that storm out, yeah. telling everybody else who listens to it and, and, and passing on that knowledge that it's changed and it's over here now. And it's right. very fun. Now, the, Daniel in the chat room says, Cliff, if they use the FD feed burner plug in um, for WordPress, it redirects all requests of the old RSS to the new one. That, that, that is a viable option. It, not everybody has here's the deal it works in a majority of the situations but the problem is is that everybody has these podcasts set up all these different ways everywhere i mean it's it's just crazy i mean no i have not found one solution that fits everybody's problem and and trust me it it, it may seem it may seem like that's going to solve it for everybody with wordpress it doesn't it may i i think it will probably solve it for 90 percent of the people with wordpress but here's the problem we've got people with bloggers we've got people with wordpress.coms we've got people with all this other i mean just all over the place the important thing here for those of you who have the issue we'll try to help you get it figured out but for those of you who have not yet started your podcast please consult somebody who who is willing to tell you this is the way to do it exactly and this is and 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 it because it will help you it will help you avoid so much in the future and and i and i'm living proof of that because i am i am the typical geeky guy that googles everything why do i have to pay cliff anything well i can google it just do it myself it's kind of like you know those people are just like i'm not taking my car to get oil changed i can do it myself yeah but i'm telling you right now out of personal experience if I just would have been able to talk to Cliff for 30 minutes, yep. it would have solved so many problems <laughs> later on. I really, seriously, oh, I mean, I I'm saying that as a, as a, as a true, yes, I'm biased because I do love you and care about you. You're a good friend of mine, but I, you know, I needed that. I really did need that. And yep. I did not depend on anybody. And and you came in to be able to help with, with, with equipment stuff, yep. but I still had already made all the mistakes with the feed stuff and, and, you know, and you're and, not too bad you're still on wordpress yeah you, you don't have any danger really of losing that you've got your own domain names right yeah, you, yeah. you're in control of a lot and by the way the feed burner redirect would certainly work for you i mean there's there's no question yeah I'm, but, I just the, but the thing is 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 you're set up i mean you have you're using what PodPress or power yeah, right, using, PodPress, yeah. yeah and, and i'll be honest with you I, oh my gosh i can't believe i'm about ready to say this <laughs> you could switch over to PowerPress. <laughs> Seriously, you could switch over to PowerPress. Yeah. And there's a PodPress import thing and I will I'm I'm officially telling you I would say that's a good thing to do. Wow. That's saying a lot, my friend. I know. <laughs> For, I took 146 episodes before I suggested that it would be an okay <laughs> thing. Uh Angela Mondado and I spent an hour and a half. He gave me an, an hour and a half uh, walkthrough tutorial of everything with the latest version of Blueberry, which, by the way, I'm ev- eventually going, once I finish some of my training tutorial products, I'm going to make available to you guys for free an entire, it, it'll be for you guys, it'll be about an hour long step by step walkthrough of every single feature of Blueberry's Power Plus. 
PowerPress plugin. Cool. Now, I'm still not going to suggest anybody who's starting out brand new go and pl- use it. Right, sure. But I'm I'm no longer opposed to it based upon the new information that I have. I still don't believe it's necessary. Right. And and when something's not necessary, when it's not it, when it's not a necessity, I don't like putting things in that are not a necessity. Right. All right. So having having, but there are some features that I did like. So I'm a little up in the air. I and, and and if it's confession time, if it's confession time. <laughs> By the way, stick around for the about the church podcast. <laughs> exactly. If it's confession time, I will tell you that PowerPress is running on BiggestLoserPodcast.com. Mm. But not because I wanted it. Father Roderick wanted it. He's used to using PowerPress, and he's like, oh, "Man, okay. it sure would be easier if you did that." And I'm like, uh, "But it, you know, I, it's just the KG and Closure Flex versus the PowerPress." But anyway, I, I I installed it for him, and he likes it better, and that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it is, it's a good plugin. It, it, it's a good plugin, and it and you can uninstall it, and it's still your your yeah. podcast still works. Exactly. Now the thing is, if you're not using FeedBurner, your 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 feed settings for iTunes could go away. Right. Yeah. But you know, it it's still it, it's good. Yeah. It's a decent plugin. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be hiring you sometime soon. You you heard that from me? Yeah, it was me. All right. So go back to the other guys. Voice yeah. Mail. So back to Kirk. All right. Kirk, so yeah, how do you check your stats? We already talked about um, Libsyn, Libsyn, and-, and all that other stuff. But also, um, wait, no, Bob Jordan. Bob Jordan is where we're at. Oh, Ederall. Adderall R-09 firmware 2.0. I personally have not upgraded my firmware in my Adderall R-09HR recorder at all, ever. Since then, I think there was a version 1.2, and now there's a a 2.0. Let me just read to you real quick what it gives me onboard wave editing functions. I don't want to. I don't want to edit my file on an Adderall personally. Right. It's not a desire of mine. There's a programmable metronome. I have no need for a metronome. Self timer. <laughs> Self timer record. Uh, maybe there's if you if that's a new feature that's in 2.0. If that's something you want, a self time. I I prefer just hitting the record button. But I I could see that there might be a potential that you might you want to set a timer sure. to record at a certain time. I don't know. Anyway, standard programmable programmable tuner for instruments. No need for that. And a graphic tuner for woodwind, brass, strings, and vocals. Again, none of those functions in 2.0 are anything that really said, shout out to me, hey, I need this. And it's, if it's, it a ain't, co- it's a cool thing. It's a cool addition, especially if you're a musician. You want to record your own music and yes. record. You know, you're playing. You yourself are playing the trumpet, and you want to record that. It's awesome to be able to know. You know, or more of a guitar, so you can actually tune your guitar to it and things like that. But yeah, yeah. So, so my and, and just so folks know, my philosophy: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> that I mean, you 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 re, you know, you record almost two thousand episodes on a digital audio recorder, and never once do you ever run into a problem, with the exception of today at ten o'clock this morning, oh, no. we were in uh, social media serenity, and I forgot to actually hit the record button and realized twelve minutes in. To well, the at least show. it was twelve minutes. To I know fifty minutes. <laughs> there, there, there's no firmware upgrade for <laughs> human error. Maybe if I had a self-programmable timer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I know. I think you and I both upgraded when we married. 
So sometimes that upgrade will slap us and say, hit the record button. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> but when they're not around, you know, that upgrade does not. <laughs> it was funny because I because I hit hit the button once and it was flashing record, you know, the the little flash. It was in standby mode. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. and I'm sitting there. We're going on and on. And, and, <laughs> and I stopped talking and Eric starts talking and I look down and I'm like, Eric, stop. <laughs> Don't say anything else. Name of love. Everything we just said, we have to say over again because I forgot to hit record. <laughs> that's awesome. that's <sighs> anyway, awesome. anyway, fun stuff. Keep going. <laughs> All right. Bob Jordan also asks, why do I use Libsyn instead of other hosting solutions? Right, right. Such as Amazon S3 would be a great solution. Very, extremely cheap. Why do I do it? Simplicity, number one. Uh, number two, stats. I love Libsyn stats, my friends. Right. Uh, and, and Blueberry is another great place with stats. Um, true unlimited hosting at a flat fee. Even with Amazon, you know, you, you pay per the usage. You know, what if, what if something happened and then all of a sudden, you know, you know, Oprah does, it's like Cliff Ravenscraft, Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft do this loss podcast. It's crazy. Go check it out. And all of a sudden, 5 million people go download. Right. I don't know what that bill would be from Amazon Unlimited, you know, or what, yeah. or uh, Amazon. But I know that would, it would not change a single penny of my cost with Libsyn. Right. Guaranteed. Right. Uh, why else do I use Libsyn? Well, because I have 2,000 episodes on Lipson and I've been using them for four years. And so for me to have the idea of moving away from them, ah, I don't like that idea. And why do I suggest other people to do it? I, I suggest, I, I'll be honest with you. It, this is a very selfish reason. I want everybody to use Lipson. And the reason why is because I use Lipson. I pay for Lipson. The more people who pay for Lipson, the longer Lipson stays in business. Yeah. I like it. You know what I'm saying? Because Cliff doesn't want to move 2,000 files. Sure, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, you know what? But Blueberry is a great other solution. Lots of solutions out there. Bob, use whatever you, you think is best for you. All right. And uh, last thing, and then I'll, I'll, I'll shut things down here. Want to let you know, let me, matter, matter of fact, let me give myself three minutes, 30 seconds to end this thing. <laughs> That's my timer. All right. So just want to let you know a couple updates on some podcast answer man webinars. Uh, we have one, we have one official webinar left in the podcast answer man boot camp series. It is the 100 point podcast evaluation. Now I am not going to be doing an evaluation, but instead what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the 100 different things I look at when I do a, a 100 point evaluation. This has become one of my more popular products that I do here that people hire me to to evaluate their podcast. Well, it would normally cost you, I think it's $199 for ha- to have me do an evaluation of your podcast one-on-one. Well, the webinar is $100 and you can come and participate and see the 100 things that I would look at if I was evaluating your podcast. Cool. And then what you can do is you can judge for yourself and take a look at it right and see is it and and basically i will tell you there's going to be a lot of value in that because it's just asking the questions that all of a sudden it's like oh i never thought about that i never thought about a share this button i never thought about using a different comment system i never thought about getting a i never thought about mentioning that at the end of my show i never thought about you know the all of these different things well there's a lot of things that working with as many clients as I have and doing as many podcast episodes that I've thought about a lot of things. And not only that, but I listen to a ton of podcasts and I have a lot of pet peeves. Right. And so these aren't things that necessarily I have the holy grail of what should be in every podcast, but they're the things that I've learned that I like 
and the things that out of you know seventy thousand subscribers, believe it or not, when well no you'll believe it if you're a podcaster and you have any subscribers you've done something you've got some critical feedback. Well, guess what? I get a lot of criticism of the different things. Like for example, if you say you're going to start a show at ten thirty and you start at ten o five, you'll get some critical feedback. Right. You know, and and you need that. And so what I do is I put all this together and help you evaluate your podcast. That's happening this Saturday, February 13th. All of the webinars that I've done, which you can find at gspn.tv slash online training, or no, that's wrong, podcastanswerman.com slash online training. All of these are going to be available as digital video training products that you can purchase for download or all of them on a USB drive. That's going to all be available within the next two to three weeks. So if you're interested in any of them, let me know. Also, not a part of the actual boot camp series, but something that is brand new, it was requested out of the boot camp series, is a WordPress Q&A session. So a WordPress Q&A, just question and answer. You have to submit your questions beforehand, and then we'll we'll go and answer as many of these questions as we can within a two-hour period of time. That's on February 27th. Details, all of the details, podcastanswerman.com. Give us a call with your questions for the next few episodes of Podcast Answer Man, 859-795-4067. God bless you all. We'll see you next week. Until next time, join the community. Shut it down. Shut it down. Yeah.